0: So officially, hello everyone and welcome to Friday Voice. I'm Andrea James, I'm your host for the Friday Voice series as well as all the other podcasts here at Voice at the Table. So if you haven't checked out our website already, voiceatthetable.com it's got plenty of other resources so do check it out. Today we have Dr. Pauline Crawford who will be discussing a very interesting topic with us. Um, Dr. Pauline has been a successful consultant and international conference speaker for the past 25 years. Her primary expertise is gender dynamics and culture transformation. Dr. Crawford helps women to step up and speak out and hold magical conversations. Yes, if you're in, as intrigued as I am, <laughs> um, wait till you hear uh, what, what it's all about. I'll let um, Pauline explain what that means uh, by herself i think because it's 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 something that i'm fascinated to hear about too so welcome pauline
1: andrea hello everybody who's on the line
0: and uh, i hear you're calling us from india today
1: yes i am i am um now as as you might well hear my voice i'm british but i actually live in kuala lumpur malaysia but i'm currently this week at the Women's Economic Forum in New Delhi, India. And it's been an absolutely fascinating week. There's um, 600 plus women here and a few men. (laughs) And uh, there are parallel sessions on all aspects of driving change for the future. The conference is very much about how can we transform our lives? How can we transform the lives of everybody? And I'm here as a VIP guest speaker to share what I've been doing in the field of gender dynamics and magical conversations. And I have to say, I've had many, many magical conversations. So you may be out there wondering um, what on earth I'm talking about. So if I may, may I begin? Please do. Um, So uh, let's just have a quick look here. You can see my face now. Um, I'm a, a mature uh, grandmother and mother I've been having conversations all my life I've, I've been honored to have previous conversations with you Andrea so it's very good to see your face but if you note there everybody who's listening I say it's a new language for success so bear that in mind because I'm very passionate about change and I want you to think about before I start the first slide is when do you have a conversation that is not magical? I, when do you have a conversation that's stuck, is tired, it's awkward, it's frightening, it's annoying, it's uh, stressful? And that might be not just the conversations at work. It might be conversations at home. It might be conversations on the underground. It might be conversations when you're at the gas station. But we all know those times when, I don't know, somehow people just don't seem to be hearing what we're saying. So I've been studying this and um, as you see on this first slide is is just to get us in the mood. Um, I really think it's all about change and sometimes change can be frightening but change can be beautiful when we are brave enough to evolve with it. Now, um, I don't know whether it's only women listening or whether there's some men online as well but women do like to have conversations. It's something that we're very good at. We bring conversations into work in a way that uh, many men don't uh, sometimes men look at women and say, "Well, they kind of seem to be just chattering, but let 's keep that in mind because the change we see in the workplace is that we're all at work we're there we're we're women in number like this conference is predominantly women uh, there was I had an award this morning which i 'm very proud of it was for like iconic women creating a better world, which is my passion. There was one man on stage with about 12 women and he commented on how wonderful it was to be on the stage with so many women. Uh, It's it's sometimes an unusual place to be. So can we be brave enough to really understand how we can not only create magical conversations, i.e. those which aren't difficult, stressful, blocked, conversations that flow, conversations where we're heard, conversations where somehow we seem to be able to contribute and we get feedback and there's a a flow, there's a rhythm to it. And what comes out of that is a very creative, productive output. So we're going to break this down because one of the things, if you're thinking about those not-so-good conversations, I would imagine also that you're thinking about the people that you have them, who are having them with you. And I often ask audiences, you know, is there anybody out there who's a difficult person? So any of you listening on live, are any of you difficult? Um, Usually in the audience of 100, some brave one or two hands will go up. But the truth is we all know difficult people. We all know difficult conversations. So the truth is we are constantly bombarded with um, challenges. So if we take up this gambit of change, we're now predominantly thinking about what women do in the workplace and if there are any men online, you know, we're not saying not men, but if women are in the room and they want conversations, are we being heard? Uh, are I we brave enough to do just it? A yes? yeah?
0: um, actually, just at this point, um, as Pauline has mentioned, there, are, there is opportunity to answer the questions that Pauline has asked you by putting your answers into the chat box Oh, yes, at any point during this uh, presentation, which will we'll hopefully finish up by 1.30 at the latest, um, at any point during this time, if you have any questions, do pop them into the chat box. Pauline will be making about three uh, main overall points today and we'll take natural breaks in between these points. And whatever questions that are there, I will um, ask on your behalf during these breaks. If you have a question that you want to ask Pauline directly, I can also unmute you during one of these uh, pauses.
1: Do be aware that
0: we are recording uh, the session, so your um, conversation will be recorded for the other people who have signed up for this podcast as well. Um, So I hope you understand the format. I will be monitoring the chat at any point, so do feel free to type whatever you like in there, and I I will feed it to Pauline. Thank you.
1: Excellent, excellent. And yes, please do think about that. And I hope I've got your mind thinking about the difficult and and the magical. So if we have a look at what I consider a magical conversation, and you see here, it's a new language that I believe we need for creative, productive, healthy business. But we do need a few basic principles to ensure that we go on this journey right. Because this isn't fluff. This isn't uh, wishful thinking this is a serious approach to something that is magical and i use the word magical in the sense that it will become a conversation that once you feel confident about the players around the table and you about yourself magic will come out it it will produce very creative aha moments it will it will helpfully make you think in different ways it will explore things without that bad conflicting situation so three key points just to start our intro we've got to be open-minded so we need to own open-minded perspectives for women towards men and men towards women and I'm going to explore a little bit about what those uh, differences may be we want to use value creation which is basically when you're in a magical conversation you are as valuable as the next person sitting next to you. Uh, you might say, "Well, maybe I'm sitting with my boss or, or senior partner." It's not about the level of seniority; it's about the contribution at the table. So, the value creation is that you add value. If you don't get your voice heard, or you had your voice heard in a in a, an angry or, or stressful way, it's not going to be the same if it's in a pure sense. And and um, And I can't actually see the point at the bottom because my bar has gone across there. That's really annoying. Um, The third point is that, Andrea, can you help me out?
0: Yes, of course. Um, We gain secrets to success from real uh, life experiences.
1: Yes. Just to the people listening, I've got a bar that's come across my screen. I'm not quite sure how to get rid of that. Um, So I want to share some of the, the, the secrets. And hopefully you might even share them on the chat back. Because everybody is different. What I'm going to guide you in is is how can we start making this handshake work. So in terms of an open-minded perspective, I want you to set an intention. So when you go into a magical conversation, this is about setting an intention, not an expectation. So let me explain. This is a very important first point is that when we set an intention and you see these two hands holding hands, you know, these very... Uh, inspiring words, you know, welcome, respect, collaborate, tolerance, serve, expand, unite us, blend. There there could be other words, you know, come together, merge, interrelate. I want you to think about your own words that you would put on that hand, but they're all about a very positive connection. So the setting, the intention is that the intention is I will be part of this magical conversation. It might be in a team setting. It might be in a boardroom. It could be, as I said, in a in a personal situation. It could be when you're you're sent to actually give some instruction to an audience. So, when we set expectations, we tend to make limitations. So I expect this meeting to be um, aggressive or uh, about my KPIs or uh, get into action. Now we can have those conversations as well. But what I'm talking about here is setting an intention to Create a creative, conscious space. So that's the first point is think about your intentions and, and I'm going to bring up some rules that will help guide us. But avoid setting expectations even verbally or in your mind. Because a lot of our life, we are we live by expectations. We're expected to go to school. We're expected to get good grades. We're expected to get a job. We're expected to rise in our career. That's okay, but not in this magical sense because an expectation, we sometimes, if we fall short of it, we feel that we've, that we've not succeeded. Whereas when you set an intention, here's the magic, it can never go wrong. An intention comes from your heart and it is always real. So you set an intention in yourself and also maybe with the people around the table that this is going to be a magical conversation. And in a moment, I'll give you some of the key rules. So where did this all come from? Well, I just want to tell you a bit about my background. And you can see here on the on the screen, we've got a, a man and a woman. And my study of people has been over the last 30 plus years. To be honest, it's been all my life. Um, I'm originally a sociologist and statistician. Uh, I've been working in the corporate market since uh, the, 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 the late 80s. And I've worked in all the major sectors in Great Britain. So banking, pharmaceuticals, um, transport, law, uh, you name it, I've been in there. BT, Barclays, uh, GSK, lots and lots of different companies. And, And in a way, people are people and people are men and women. And we know that there is a challenge sometimes between men and women and between women and women and between men and men. And that's become forefront of some of my work, and I've been talking about it here at the conference. So whether it's an all women team or an all male team, we still have to be aware of the, <coughs> excuse me, the elements of the players in the conversation. You know, we're going to have a magical conversation. <coughs> excuse me, and maybe there are some players in in the conversation who don't know what the rules are or don't follow the rules that I'm going to give you in a moment. So getting to know the players is all about our intention. Um, the players are male and female. And uh, he says, she says, do we know each other? It, it my experience um, as I said at the beginning, women are more inclined to have conversations generally than men. So men tend to think of everything in a box, in a straight line, very action-orientated, very task-orientated. Therefore, conversations sometimes seem irrelevant. Uh, They're more likely to want dialogue and response. And that's okay in certain situations. But my goal is that we can develop the the right timing for a magical conversation, which will spur creative output. So just be aware that uh, as a woman listening or a man listening – We do come in with different characteristics. So let's just have a little look at that, know the players. Um, You may be thinking about people in your environment that you don't have good conversations (laughs) with, magical ones. Uh, And again, in in terms of my background, I have been studying people uh, in terms of my organization in England, Corporate Heart and Culture Change, since 1999. Before that, I had a training company and I did a lot of work in terms of high-impact communication. So again, looking at how men and women work together, how they communicate it. In terms of corporate art, I was looking at the bigger picture. How, how do we become more uh, intentional about what we do, more mindful? Um, are we aware of everybody else? What are their needs? We can't become magical in our conversation unless we have that awareness. And in my experience, there are different types of men, different types of women. And in my own study, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a tomboy girl. And uh, some women are more, if you like, a princess. Some guys are real tough guys and some guys are a little bit quieter. So I developed a matrix around that, which uh, we'll look at a little bit later. But the idea here is that we need to know who's round the table. So just for simplicity, men tend to think in boxes and women think in circles. And men tend to think either or, and women tend to think and and. So if you've got any questions about that, then, then do note them down. But generally, and I'm paraphrasing, but uh, often around a boardroom table, men will say, I agree. Yes, I agree, yes, I agree, yes, I agree, yes, I agree, yes. And then the woman will say, "What? how about we do it that way and go around in a tangent? And it's that point where sometimes the conversation doesn't work. Now, this is not always the case, but often that's the blocks that I find when I'm working with clients. So generally, we're still going to be sitting around the table with those characteristics. But remember, it's about setting intention for a magical conversation. So I'm going to give you a little insight into my three basic rules for magical conversation, and then I'll come back to them a bit later. I want to kind of tease you a little bit about this situation. The three basic rules are in a magical conversation, having set that intention, that the agreement is that there's no judgment, there's no anger, and there's no pressure to create an action plan. So I said that again no judgment no anger and no pressure to go to the action plan. I'm going to come back and explain a little more about that, but just kind of keep that in mind. Is that a surprise to you, Andrea?
0: Sorry, I've unmuted myself. (laughs) Um, No, it's not a surprise, Um, but I I, I do have a question about how to stop ourselves having almost knee-jerk judgments or not being aware that we have prejudged.
1: That's a very good question and one of the things i've found in my uh experiences with mixed teams in malaysia and and in the uk and in europe but recently in malaysia is that we all have unconscious biases um and some of those are are, are okay it's whether when a bias gets in the way um so that the key here is awareness so a lot of my work is about who are we really and let's understand our differences okay. and this is not not divisive it's actually uh sensible because uh, if you had somebody come in who was uh, oh i can hear somebody talking so if you had somebody come into the room who's an extrovert and somebody who's an introvert we know that they're different we might be biased towards enjoying the extroverts company the the quieter one might want more quiet people so i'm talking about they're, they're kind of uh we like people who we who are like us but if we understand there are lots of different characters and actually the magic comes from the mix and so sometimes women might think oh men are like this or men might think oh well women are like this it's when the bias gets out of control that we have to be aware. So awareness is a key factor. So we're setting attention with awareness that some men who are very box-like may not find us easy to understand if we're off on several tangents at once. See, women are made much multitaskers. So when women are chatting. We, we chatter at lots of different levels about all sorts of things. And if there's one man in the mix, he's got to probably going, what's going on? <laughs> You know, so it's understanding that that is happening. Now, if you have half and half, you have, say, four men and four women chatting. They might be partners going out for dinner. You'll find that the conversation is quite magical. If they're all intentional, they're there. They know each other. They know the characters. Conversation will flow. If there's only one woman and a whole group of men talking about football, unless she's a football fanatic, she may feel totally out of it. So our biases are are in some ways natural. If something gets in the way, the conversation becomes unmagical and difficult, then the the, uh, action to take is to pause. You know, like you can put a pause on your computer. Pause on yourself and step back and say, what happened there that that enabled me to feel angry or frustrated or whatever maybe there was a different point of view but if we set the promise that there's no anger allowed um, and no judgment allowed then we have to listen to everything that's going around and just taking it on board it's a classic uh uh we'll agree to disagree so let me come back to that when, when we go a little bit further, because what can we learn from each other then that, that is about our differences? And remember, our t- intention is to have a magical conversation where there's no anger, no judgment, and no rush to an, uh, an outcome. And, and this isn't about an endless magical conversation for hours and hours and hours. This is actually quite a, a, a targeted time period. But let me give you an example. I run a group in Malaysia at the moment. It's a women-only group at the moment, and it's got all sorts of mixed cultures in it. We tend to talk for an hour and a half about a topic. So I have um, different cultures around the table. So I have Malaysian, Muslim, Malaysian, Chinese, who are often Buddhist, have Malaysian, Indian, who are often Hindu. I have English. I might have French, Australian, but we're all women. And we might put a topic on the table like, uh, why is a woman's voice not heard in the world? So we then can focus on that. We we come without judgment. So we come from our experience. So the conversation was started saying, well, it's an interesting subject matter. In my experience, you know, this is what I feel it's about. And what we do is we will uh, capture everything that people say on a, a kind of mind map. And it's totally unattributed. So, but, but it validates everything that is said, and because there's no judgment and no anger, nobody is allowed to get angry about what somebody else says. But they they may not agree, but they can say, "Well, that's interesting. I, I didn't think about it that way, and I'm not sure I agree." But it's on the piece of paper. It's shared. So, if we're going to learn from each other, in my experience, this is the best way to do it. And it's not just me saying it. There are there are many psychologists who who have worked with major organizations who are in states of total stuckness and with unions and uh, disagreeable uh, issues. And it works because you pause the button. You say, right, we're going to open our mind to a possibility that we can have a conversation and we're going to take our time. So it's a theory that must open your mind, open your heart, I allow your feelings in, and then open your willingness to see something in a different way. And, and I hope that the audience listening at recognize my passion because I think, you know, a lot of organizations, a lot of countries, a lot of uh, nations, a lot of associations do get stuck behind uh, policy and structure and, and, and all those things, which are not wrong, but the magical conversation and sometimes unblock can pull out that creativity. So what do we learn from each other? I want to share with you here on the screen um, a mind map that was drawn in in one of our magical conversations here in Malaysia when we were talking about men and women. And and we can relate it to several things on there. You can see that there's the M box with the little uh, arrow pointing upwards. And that in there we can see that there's a lot of uh, solution task, uh, either or that unilateral brain, a lot of testosterone rushing around in the in the men who are around the table. Um, with the women, there's much more circular. Uh, there's much more intuitive. Uh, we tend to look at relationships and and want to know what people are feeling, thinking. And that, and that lovely statement: the eye only sees, the eye sees only what the mind wants to comprehend. And, and I believe that's where biases come from. That we get uh, we get into some habits that come from our experiences which have been not so good. Maybe the experience with our mother, father, brothers, schoolmates, um, female bosses who were too tough, male bosses that were too tough, uh, people, places where we, we didn't feel good. But boys will be boys and girls will be girls. You know, boys as kids, are, they learn to shout girls are taught to be quiet that's that's changing a little bit now with millenniums but essentially biologically men and women are different and we can all learn the same knowledge we can learn the same skills we can all use an android or an ipad or a computer telephone you know we we can google anything but essentially we still are different as characters um men do think in boxes and women in circles. So if a conversation that is magical is quite uh, a flow that, te- that would imply that it's a conversation in a more of a circle, then it's possible that women will be slightly better at it. But there is still evidence that when men feel comfortable and there are a lot of men's groups that I know who, who get together, and they will have a magical conversation. It might be structured slightly different. It may be shorter time periods. But it's still a safe space in which to talk about your feelings. So one of the key points here in terms of we set an intention, it is about emotion. Uh, the magical conversation doesn't happen if you keep it all in your head. Uh, that's, that's, it becomes too logical, then it becomes a dialogue. And that's okay, but it has a different purpose. Um, the way we see ourselves is quite fascinating. You'll see in that bottom, uh, right-hand bottom corner, these were some of the words that a recent group said to me, that men, um, they saw men as uncaring, the women saw men as uncaring, ruthless and ego-driven. I'm sorry if there are any men listening. Um, but also they saw men as very capable and powerful, whereas the women... Uh, were seen by the men as fearful and bitchy and weak, but on the positive side as nurturing, sharing and accepting. Now it's not about whether we like those things or not, but in having a conversation, maybe one of the best magical conversations we can have in the world, and this is my personal passion, is is how do men and women get together and collaborate? What are the blocks that are stopping us from really? working together, because we know evidentially by many pieces of research that mixed teams are the best, Uh, that the blend of the masculine and the feminine, it, it tends to bring out the best creativity, but the players need to know each other in order to make that occurrence turn into a magical conversation. So if if we can think about what some of the blind spots are, you can see that on the the top right-hand corner where men think in boxes and women think in circles. Uh, Women ask lots of questions um, without expecting answers particularly, whereas men tend to ask questions and expect an answer. So again, when we're having, if we're setting the intention for a magical conversation with a man, as a woman, we may need to work uh slightly more into their perspective on occasion in order to keep them into the flow and would you remember that men work in boxes and women work in, work in circles and women are closer to a conversational template then um women out there listening to this in my experience uh, it's good to uh Help the help the man to be in the conversation by making sure that he is in the right box. And I'll leave you to think about that. So, if we just have a look at uh, the follow-on before uh, you uh, carry yeah. on, uh, Polly, Yeah. Uh, just a, a quick
0: question. Um yeah. If we can pause at this point. Absolutely. Uh, we we've we've had a question come in. Um, you've talked a lot about being aware of expectations and having a conversation where you are not angry, uh, non-judgmental, but how, what are some of the sort of practical tips or tools that we can use to catch ourselves in a way, because things like emotional uh, hot buttons, if you will, that cause Mm -hmm. anger, they come up. How do you stop yourself from being angry?
1: Um, on a personal level, um, it's about some self-evaluation before getting involved in the conversation. Keep yourself calm. Keep yourself centred. Um, don't be in a stress state. Uh, don't be rushing in late. You know, If, if we come in in a, in a, a physicality which is already in an impatient state, then it will be more difficult. So do something practical, maybe um, center yourself, press the pause button, breathe, literally, take a few really deep breaths, keep yourself physically calm, try and take the chatter that that might be negative out of your mind. I mean, those kind of self-practices, I do Qigong now, which is very good, but literally, um, you know, take a piece of paper and maybe write down what's stressful for you, but don't get, don't start with a in a stressful state. Um, and the second is when you're then gathering yourself. Uh, remember, it's you've got to be intentional in this conversation, not expectational. So expectations come from your head. So if I say I'm expecting to have a magical conversation, I'm putting a very I'm putting a fist into it, whereas I say, I've got an intention, and you can just try that when you say, I'm, I have an intention to do this, it comes from your, your heart, uh, the center of your body, it comes from your heart and your stomach area, because an intention means I don't, I, I don't know what will happen, this is my intention, an expectation puts it on the other person. And the last thing is when you start the conversation is come from your own experience. Because you, you know who you are. So you actually might start, say, and, and remember with a magical conversation, there is a topic on the table that is somebody has suggested. Um, you might suggest it. You might say, I'd like this conversation to be about um, team building or uh, service. I mean, it you know, it can be something quite specific then when you come when you look at it you say in my experience of this subject and then because you're talking about your experience you're not coming from an expectation or a um you know or something that you don't know you know it so you always know your own experience so if it was um If we talk customer service, you know, you might say, well, in my experience of customer service, you know, when I go down to the deli, it's terrible. But when I go to uh, the shoe shop down the road, it's brilliant. You know, I wonder what the difference is. You come from your own experience. So if it's something even deeper, like um, how we work together, and and you really want to explore those things, you can't go into that conversation having – strong feelings about the other people around the table and that they're, they're doing it wrong. I would suggest then you don't even start. What you have to do is to go in with the, the intention that if we're gonna talk about working together, I'm coming from my experience. So in my experience working together would feel more um, mutual, it would feel happier, it would whatever. Is that, is that does that make sense?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll check in with the person. Um, just from my own perspective, um, you might have the intention to come into the conversation like this, but the particular person that you're having a conversation with might trigger, Um, you know, kind of against best intentions, you get angry. Um, how then do you catch yourself?
1: Well I think this is this is about being purposeful and and in fact, if you can see uh, down in the middle of the screen there it says me others results yeah and it's it's situated around that yin and yang so the I'll just show you this on the next screen, and we can always come back to this, but this is actually about the value creation this is for me what is fundamental is that your view is your view so my view is my view my experience um, and you have to be genuine about that it's not this is my view and you have to believe it this is this is just my view and then when you look at how that relates to somebody else you might talk about it in the context of in my experience of relationships i think it's good if it's x y and z you're not you're not having a if you're having an antagonistic approach to the other people in the room it's not a magical conversation the magic comes from you and the the, the truth of a magical conversation is that all parties agree to come to the table with the same rules so if i if i was running a magical conversation and there was somebody who was very antagonistic there I would actually say to them that um, I I don't think this conversation is the right place for you to express those views. As you know, the principle is um, no judgment and no anger. Um, And it's, you know, this is not the place for this. And either stop the whole thing or invite them to leave. But you've got to remember that you've you've prefaced these things beforehand uh, in the sense that you are setting them to be Positive intentionally so you, you, nobody brings anger into it otherwise it 's by default it 's not a magical conversation
0: okay um, i 've got another question that you may have touched on in just what you 've said just here. It mm-hmm. relates to the contract handshake that you mentioned uh, uh, in the beginning yeah. Yeah. and you said that it is about the be, us being open and understanding, and this person would like to know how do you make sure that the other person honours their part of the contract handshake? Because otherwise we might be perceived as weak and the other person uses it as an opportunity to drive their point through.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, it's so fascinating this, Andrea, because it's all coming back to this fundamental place and I'm going to put this third arrow up because this is the point that it has to be with, I've used the word love, It could be compassion. It could be trust, respect. But you're setting this up to work. You're not setting this up to fail. So, you know, um, if you say to somebody, I want a magical conversation, and I've, I've said this to hundreds of people now, they'll say, oh, what is that? And I say, it's a place where there's no judgment, no anger, and no rush to action. And they go, oh, fantastic, that's great. So actually, anybody sitting around that table has already agreed to that. So in a sense, they can't be antagonistic, otherwise the exercise is done. So the practice of it is is allowing yourself to be there with those rules and to allow the conversation to start. So you you don't set it up to have that antagonism there. If you look at this cycle, it's it's perpetuated by... uh, me in my experience but this is not my judgement so I'm not coming and saying well this is my view and you all have to agree with me you're actually saying "Well, that's my view yeah what's yours oh that's great it's not in no sense this conversation allowed to point a finger at somebody else so it's not about saying oh but you said that the other day um, and I disagree with you That's not the conversation. That's that's a conversation you have over a, a desk, which is a performance review or something like that. I mean, you set the intention that you're going to listen, so everybody around the table agrees with that principle before they enter the room. And then, when that is the case, and it flows, it becomes more productive every second that people obey that rule. So the questions that are arising today about the, um, oh yeah, but you know, it's always about somebody else's anger. Uh, It's fascinating to me because it would seem to be that that's that's the experience we've had in what I dare say, ordinary conversations. But these are magical because you're setting them intentionally. And so you don't point fingers. If somebody does point fingers, then uh, they kind of, if somebody... uh, you don't need, somebody who's just sort of facilitating this process might say, um, well, that's not following the rules. So could you place that in a way that we hear from your experience, not as a value judgment about somebody else in the circle? And it works, I can assure you it does work. Because once we understand the players around the table and we obey the rules, then we have the ability to share what comes out because one of the things we have to do is we have to listen with our whole body and to really embrace and focus attention on what people are saying so you're coming from your experience not from a value, not from a value judgment yeah okay so the, the 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 process is to to be saying uh in my experience um you know, say it was about women being brave. We had this one recently, and you know, my point was that I felt, in my experience, that brave women were sometimes seen to be bossy. You know, that's that's a general statement. I wasn't addressing anybody in the group, and somebody out might say, "Yeah, in my experience, that's true." And somebody else say, "Well, in my experience, in uh, Muslim culture, for instance, it, it's it's not really allowed because." Uh, we're much more humble, you know. So you're you're gathering information uh, in order to converse about it without pushing for a defined action. Now, in a business world where people are very conditioned to action, this is sometimes a, a very unusual concept. But as we hold our hand into that place of uh, togetherness. So I would suggest to people thinking about this is you wouldn't start a magical conversation with people who know you know who hate you, or you've had an argument with recently. You would start doing it in a situation where everybody's willing, and get into the practice of what's my experience? How does it relate to you and me? What do I hear that you're saying that's maybe different to me? And how can we do it all together with a sense of love and compassion? It's not that I have to agree with everything, but I'm allowing it to enter the space. Now, in the, in the starting place, there's no judgment on what I'm saying. There's no anger towards anybody. And I'm not gonna say, I'm right, you're wrong. As soon as you say, I'm right, you're wrong, you've killed the magical conversation. So you come from your experience, you you work on an abundant contribution. So um, gosh, I'd like to add to the table that you know um, mutual respect is something I've learned from my grandmother or my family, and you know I know that it really works. You know You're adding things to the table which are positive and joyful. And then you know what is it we can all see that's coming out of this that, that we can agree on? Uh, what is it that feels positively aligned? And I mean, you can imagine when we're talking about the issues for women, there's always some challenges out there. And, and we've had some very, um, you know, we've had some very uh, energetic, let's say conversations. It's not, about, it's not about all agreeing with each other, but it's, a, it's allowing that statement of experience to enter the space and just be noted down. And in this, in this situation, I've learned so much about other people uh, because I, my conditioning is, I'm I'm setting the intention to listen. So I'm I'm setting the intention to listen and come from my experience. So I do this with clients. I do this with groups. Um, it's a very, it's got to be a very open space. Uh, it's got to have a subject matter in the middle, and those principles laid down. And you'll be absolutely amazed the richness comes out once people relax. And they realize the, safe, the space is safe. They're not going to be accused of something there. Uh, and it's a sad indictment of our world that people may feel that anger is going to arise. But if we can get that uh, basic principles in, you'll be amazed at what people will share with you. And it's a magical conversation is about sharing possibilities, experience, opportunities, and the richness of the experience around the table now that's a baseline for what i'm talking about um so uh I, I think at this point are there any more questions andrea
0: there aren't any questions that have come in just yet mm. but while i make the uh, quick announcements do have a think about Anything that you might like to clarify with Pauline and I will ask the questions right after These couple of very quick announcements Um, Could you move it on to the next
1: slide please? Yes, surely. This Um, is your next session
0: Yes, that's right. Um, So we have two sessions of Friday Voice this month um, quite unusually, so do join us again on the 26th of May uh, where uh, Rena Lynch uh, will be sharing with us. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, to see how diversity we um, use as a business opportunity um, rather than just a personal growth or a nice to have in, in a business. So join us on the 26th of May. And if you haven't heard about our conference already, um, It is on the 21st of June, and there are still tickets available, so do join us if you can. It's gonna be an amazing day. We've been really working hard to to put it together for the many, many months now. So um, I I do encourage people to come along. We have podcasts as well uh, with the speakers, so if you want a glimpse into some of the people who will be speaking at the conference, do have a look on the website. There are uh, free podcasts on there and you can get a little inkling as to what is gonna be happening that day. Right, I am going to check in on the questions right now. Um, And Pauline, would you like to just sum up um, a few takeaways while I I have a look at the questions and comments?
1: Okay, well the takeaways is that um, there should be three outcomes. Firstly, the outcomes for you. Remove your, your expectation hat and set intentions about putting your own value into the conversation. You might initiate the magical conversation by actually placing the rules out there for somebody. But for yourself, think about how, what happens when you get angry or stressed? You know, things don't work as well. So think about some practices where you can think about no anger, no judgment, and replace those with, what is my experience? What is my intention? So, Is my intention to have a good day? Is my intention to share my experiences in a way that's useful? And also, you know, what do I want to happen in my life that is out of my control? What can I actually do to be mine? So the second area is for you with other people. So when you're with your team or your colleges, your colleagues, your colleagues, What can you do to build a relationship? How much can you listen? Can you try and listen to somebody's point of view in a different way? And you might interrupt them if they're going around and say, gosh, that's interesting. In my experience, see, when we say in my experience, we're not saying you did that and I did this. We're saying in my experience, you know, I've found that, um, you know, being less stressed means that I can build better relationships. So. For you and your relationships, and your team, that, that should be the takeaway. So all the way through setting intentions, not expectations, being okay about yourself. List down your experiences. I come across so many of you who say, oh, I don't have anything to add. Well, I'm sorry, you do. You've had a life to date and you have experiences. You share your, you share your experiences, not your skills and, and, and what you've done, but your experiences. What happened when you go on holiday? What happens when you go and do a good meeting? Think about your positive experiences. And then the third area is for your whole life. If you're having conversations that are not magical, then I dare say they are um, frustrating, angry, blocked. And those are not good for you. I mean, they're not good for anybody. They, they, are, they are very stressful. Now, pick your conversations carefully. If you know somebody is very different to you and in a way is not into conversation, then just have a dialogue, straightforward, back and front, accept what's going on and depart. I had a very simple technique where when I needed to say something, I would say it without aggression and say it from, in my decision is this, um, and I'm not even going to ask permission. This this is my experience. Now let's go and have a cup of tea. So just divert the Uh, the possibility of an angry response so there's so the one outcome for you is intentional be at peace with yourself and share your experiences with your team think about building relationship where can you find shared experiences and connections and then for your life make sure you have a magical conversation with your own regime for your health make sure you have a good conversation with all the things that you know you do for yourself to keep yourself Uh, unstressed and calm and really focused on outputs. I hope that's helped. Um, This is me, should any of you uh, want to know more. Then um, my new website, Pauline Crawford OMS is up now and if you read my blogs on Gender Dynamics DNA you can see some of the more work that I've done on the map and actually have um, have something that you can read about uh, gender dynamics. Sorry, I didn't want to. Uh, And the corporate art side as well. So that's just a little bit of information. If you have any more questions, I'm sure you can direct them to Andrea and Voice at the Table, and they can always come back to me and find out more. So thank you, Andrea. No problem. We do have a final question, actually.
0: Oh, good. Uh, Yeah. You mentioned um, about facilitating magical conversations. Yeah. Can you talk to us very briefly about having a facilitator there and not having a facilitator? What are some of the things that you need to be aware of if there isn't somebody managing the experience, as it were?
1: Uh, when, when there isn't an, uh, an external facilitator, I uh, you know, I, a typical client recently asked me to go and kind of have a magical conversation with the team they're having the conversation uh i don't i'm not i'm not telling them what to do i set the rules and just say you know this is a sacred space there's no anger no judgment we kind of contribute to this topic and the topic might have been set by the client so that one was team team what 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 does team mean to us and then um I'll engage in, in in at certain points in the two hours. I'll engage with a a little a little sort of uh, a little sort of tap in the right direction because one of the things you want everybody to contribute, and you'll you'll find with a team who knows each other they may they may believe there's another agenda and and of course there may be but we have to assure them that there isn't as it's a safe space, and so I would I would probably sit within the group. But actually, just manage the behavioural aspect of it, Um, because the the topic like team is also a general one as well as a specific one. So it would be a conversation about you know what makes a good team, not necessarily how we're working as a team. So the experiences coming in will be from that team, and typically it would be a half a day, um, you know, a couple of hours actually in the conversation, and I would get them to write the mind map and then we might have a break and then explore the mind map and does come up with you know so how did you feel about that what was the best point you took out of it Uh, if you want to make an action point what might it be and it's but it's very much a conversation then I'm holding the space and I'm watching for uh, tensions or anything that might be kicking it in the wrong direction so that's my role as a facilitator I'm not a teacher I'm not directing them I'm literally holding the space, so that works really well because it's their it's their game, and it's their it's their circle. I'm just making sure that somebody doesn't go and slam their fist on the table and, and take it off course. Uh, and that's that's the nature of how I work anyway, whether I'm facilitating a, a workshop, or one to one, or anything. It's even if I've given the gender dynamics concept to them, it's all about how they feel about it? What's their experience of it? What do they want to do with it? It's all about ownership that they take on board and, uh, and it works.
0: Okay, great. And so therefore you're suggesting if you don't have an external facilitator to try your best to set up that environment um, yeah. before, set up that those conditions before
1: Yes but, but but if you are attempting something very specific which has a work context and an outcome, then of course you know uh, I would be delighted if I'm certainly in, in the locality to uh, you know come in and facilitate these programs and allow people to then understand it in practice. My clients often then just get me in ever so often to make sure they're on the right track, so my goal is to to give them the, the, uh, the style of it so that they can manage that on a daily basis. But if it's something specific, then I'll come in and, and facilitate the process.
0: Okay, thank you very much.
1: Um, those are all the questions that we have. So thank you, Pauline. That's my pleasure.
0: And thank you to everyone for joining us for this Friday Voice. There will be a recording, um, well, I have been recording rather, and the recording will be made available to you very soon. So do join us again later this month and hopefully at the conference too. I'd love to meet you in person. Take care and goodbye.